So guys, let's talk about college. Hi, I'm Sophia. I'm Shayla. And I'm Audrey. We're high school seniors in the Bay Area, and we're going to talk to you guys about how we navigated the college application process during the pandemic. This is our first episode, and we're going to be talking about tests, extracurriculars, and overall our high school academic experience. We started off our conversation by talking about our experiences with standardized testing. So what was your journey with standardized testing? I took the ACT, which was fine. Like, it was pretty okay. That was way pre-COVID. Yeah, and it was pretty, like, I did fine on the test. I also didn't study for it, which, I don't know, that was was on me. But I took both the PSAT and the PACT, and I did better on the ACT. So I was just like, okay, I might as well do that. Um, Yeah, and it was, like, a pretty fine experience. And that's all I've done. I haven't done any, like, SAT subject tests or anything like that. I, on the other hand, oh boy. So I, um, I took a, one of the subject tests because I thought they really mattered. Um, so I took the chem one and um, I decided to take it after sophomore year chemistry with like no AP chem experience or everything. Um, so that was like my first standardized test, like actual process of going through it. Um, I didn't do well. So we kind of just scrapped that. But after that was really when I kind of started to think, oh my God, I need to take the SAT before college. So um, I, I also, of course, took the PSAT and PACT. I did like pretty much the same on both. So, and I think I just didn't like the science section of the ACT. So then I went with the SAT, but I like, I signed up for prep classes and everything. I was doing it through like AJ tutoring. Um, and then I would go take the practice ones on Sunday. So I would do that. And then I was going to take it in March of 2020, but you know what happened? <laughs> COVID. So the week before my exam, it got canceled and I was freaking out, like head all over the place. Cause at this point, like COVID was kind of barely a thing. It was like, oh, things are starting to close down. And I was like, why can't they just let me take it? I was so infuriated and mad. So that got canceled and like all my SAT prep went down the drain. Um, And I like ended up rescheduling mine, I'd say like three or four times throughout the course of the pandemic and it just kept getting canceled. So by the time it came to the summer or summer, early August, like that time um, of senior year, I had completely given up on trying to take the SAT And a lot of colleges at that point had announced like, oh, we're going test optional. You don't have to submit scores. But I will say, at least at that point in time, like I was like, oh, am I not going to get in here because I don't submit a test score? Like, are they really going to see, oh, she didn't try. Like she doesn't have an SAT score. She didn't try. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. I mean, Sophia, you obviously took your ACT. But what about you, Audrey? (laughs) Yeah, so I was able to take the SAT in November of 2019, and I did well. I was happy with my score. Um, But then when all these schools started going test optional, then I had to make that decision, like, do I submit my score? Do I not? And I feel like there were kind of like pros and cons to both of it. Like, if I submit my score, they'll see like, 
oh, she was able to take it, like she got ahead of the game, but like maybe it's a little bit lower than the averages for the schools I was applying to. But if I didn't submit my score, they could either be like, oh, she wasn't able to take it, uh, that's fine, a lot of people are in that vote, but they could also see it as like, oh, she took it and she got a bad score, you know? And of course, they said a bunch of times, like, it's not gonna matter if you submit a score or not, but you know, you always wonder. Exactly, it's like you're really in your head. Thing. You're like, is yeah. that the reason I didn't get into this school? Like, you're, I was the same way, I was so in my head about it. I'm like, do I like, should I really be crying over the fact that I didn't get to take my SAT or is it kind of a blessing in disguise? Is it, I feel like I also don't understand what it means for them to like not, like they take it into consideration but they don't at the same time. So I'm like, wait, what does that mean? Like, does that mean that it's the deciding factor? Like if they're almost, like if they're kind of on the edge and they're like, oh, well they did really well, then they'll take you or not? Or is it like, like, I don't know what that means. I don't know, maybe that was just me. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to make sense that they can consider someone who didn't submit a score equally with someone who did submit a score because there's always like that this person like did well didn't do well this person we don't even know what happened like it just seems weird I mean they're professionals at college admissions I mean they've done it over and over but this is this process is just new for everyone when it's during the pandemic mm-hmm. so I think that caused a lot of chaos for both um, admissions counselors students and just everybody involved I think for me, considering I didn't have a score to go in with, I was having those fears as well. What I ended up doing is like on the Common App in the UC application, there's a section where you can like put any additional information. I like wrote a little paragraph about how I couldn't take my SAT because of COVID just so like they had a reason for why I didn't have a score because I was literally scared of the same thing. Like, are they going to think I just didn't try to take it? Like, I don't, I didn't know what to think of it so I like made sure to emphasize that fact in my applications because I was so so terrified of what was gonna happen I really just have no idea like how this is gonna work I'm yeah every everyone was so scared and nervous and clearly like from what happened this year like at least in our school so many people are going to amazing places but at the same time the number of applications all these schools got was through the roof it was insane I have a question for you Shayla did the SAT prep classes like help did your score go up or at least on the practice tests it definitely did go up by the end I don't think as much as I wanted it to I'm gonna be honest I'm not a great test taker so it kind of for me it really was a blessing in disguise that I didn't have to submit a score because I don't think once I took the real thing I don't think I would have done that well or at least well for me um for what I think is good um so it improved like a hundred points. Is that like the scoring system? I think it is. Um, but I don't know. We'll go with that. I think people kind of understand what that means. Um, but it moved up by like a hundred, but it wasn't quite enough by the end of it. I was still like, oh God, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> like I'm, I was very scared, but it did help somewhat. It was a lot of time though. So I was very like frustrated when it got canceled. I was like, I spent so many weekends at the AJ tutoring location in Palo Alto, taking five hour tests, writing essays, doing stupid math problems, just for nothing. 
because I was kind of the opposite. I guess I'm a really lucky test taker, at least of standardized tests, because I, my score, my composite score increased five points, which is a lot for the ACT without having studied. But the one thing that kind of dragged me down was that I didn't practice the writing section at all. Like I didn't, I didn't even think about what it actually was until I was at the school taking the test. And I was like, oh, like I need to write an essay. And I looked at it <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is actually pretty easy because it's a persuasive essay. And then I ended up getting an eight out of 12 on it, which brought my composite score down quite a bit. But like, I'm just saying like, if you are going to take a test, maybe know what the sections are on it before you take it. Yeah, yeah. that'd be important. <laughs> Very important. Because yeah, I okay. also even like after all the all of the SAT prep, I didn't really know what to think of the writing section. It was just so like, no one really talked about it or yeah. focused on it that much. It was just kind of like, just write an essay. Yeah, I think most colleges had like the writing portion optional or not required even before COVID, yeah, I think except for the still, UCs. Yeah, something. I think it's still like you should do the writing section. Just in case. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's optional, but it's like you really should. That's what they think. <laughs> After an in-depth conversation about standardized testing, we moved on to our high school classes, especially our AP and honors courses and talked about our experiences with those and how to balance them. Now let's talk about just what classes we took in high school, especially like how many APs we took, because I know that's always kind of a topic that is talked about a lot and everybody kind of has different opinions on it. And I think the it's very like personalized, like what your personal preference would be. Some people enjoy taking a lot of harder classes even though people say don't take all APs, but I don't know. What are your opinions on that? I haven't taken a ton. Like I think I've definitely taken the heaviest load in senior year and it's still not like a crazy amount compared to a lot of my peers. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really only take the ones that I'm interested in, right? Like I didn't take any my sophomore year. Like I didn't take any of the AP histories because I'd rather take CWI and I loved that class. And I'm really happy that I took that instead of NEHAP or HGAP just because even like maybe the test would have helped me but it really wouldn't have like I don't know it's not really worth it in my case to take the classes just to be able to take a stressful test to have a score like I I took the classes I was interested in like the AP English classes because I enjoy that and because that's what I wanted to be challenged by and also I think a big thing about AP classes is you're going to be surrounded by students that are also taking an AP class I think for me, that's the most like, pro not prominent, I don't know what the word I'm thinking of is, the most like obvious, like it's, it's very clear when I'm in AP Lit especially that all the other kids enjoy English and all the other students in there want to be in an AP English class, which also makes it a lot harder for me because I need to have like educational conversations with these people when they're using words that I don't know. And I'm like, oh gosh, but I don't know, but I really enjoy it, yeah. Um, I, on the other hand, I, my main like focus was like college credit you need to get all this college credit um so for me it wasn't necessarily like things I loved because really the only like class I thoroughly enjoy and feel like I do well in is history and so of course I took the AP history classes I enjoyed those a lot I took AP Euro and then A Push um now it's like AP Gov and AP Micro I, I also like Gov but on the other hand, I also took like some AP science classes and math 
Um, and like for me, for math, this is my first math AP class, AP Calc, but I was in like trig honors last year. Um, so for me, it was really more like, if I can get these out of the way now, I might as well. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I'm struggling in calc, so it's it's kind of hard, um, but we're getting through it. Can I ask you a question, Shayla? Mm -hmm. Do you get credit for your AP test at USC? So that's the thing, you have to get a four or a five on the AP test, which is a pain because okay. I really have to work my butt off um, for the AP test and um, right now, like second semester senior, I just want to graduate. Like I really just want to graduate. I'm not thinking about studying for this AP test. If I can get it out of the way and like make more room for me to be able to minor in something or take other classes that I would like in college, I think it would be helpful. But right now, because they only take fours and fives, some of my score, like my AP bio score doesn't count because I got a three on that. So I unfortunately have to take bio again, actually, unless I pass my apes one, unless I get a four or five on my apes one. So let's pray I do. Nice. I'm cheering for you. Also, I really mm -hmm. want to let Audrey talk, Audrey talk, but I just have one more thing to say. I do know someone that got a two on the AP Calc AB test and got out of class in college. So like, oh. I feel like every, it's a public school, not oh. California, but like, I just think the range of what they do for people is super wide, super wide. Range wide, large, <laughs> large, large. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my experience with APs, I'd say it's kind of a combination of what both of you said. I like took classes I enjoyed, and I also like thought about the college credit aspect of AP classes. Um, and the college I'm going to actually kind of sucks for like AP credit because they take your AP scores, but you can't like satisfy general education requirements. You can only like satisfy like the basic one, but you would have to take a, like a different class or like a harder class, um, which when I heard about it, I was like, okay, that really sucks. But in a way it does like allow me to kind of explore more because then I don't have to take like a basic math class. I can take kind of one that's more interdisciplinary with some other subject I might be interested in. So like, even if you don't get credit, I still think it can open up your schedule a little bit in college. But so yeah, but I also thought about classes I was interested in. Um, the thing is, I'm really indecisive. So I was like, I'm interested in everything. So this is what happened junior year. I'm like, I really like kind of humanities classes. Like, I like history and I'm, I like to think I'm pretty good at history and I like English, but I'm just like not good at English. So, but the thing is like math and sciences, I don't really like them as much, but I'm just like naturally kind of better at them than like the humanities subjects. That, that, that makes me sound really bad. But, no, you know, I'm just some... jealous. I'm jealous that you can do them so easily. I struggle so much. Like, like my mind works more like through math formulas and equations. And so like when I'm writing an essay, I struggle a lot. But like if I have these like equations and to do math problems, that's like easier for me. But the thing is, I liked kind of like the English thing. I just wasn't good at it. So I ended up taking five APs junior year. Yeah, I remember you having like so much going on. I'd, I'd be like, 
oh, Audrey, what class do you have next? You're like, AP blah, blah. And then <laughs> what do you have after that? AP this, AP that. You you had a lot on your plate. Like, was it hard to balance last year? Um, Let's see. I have to think back. There's like this whole like pandemic just block in my mind right now. Honestly, I think I did pretty well at balancing stuff. I mean, was it hard? Yes, but I still like did well. I think one of the biggest decisions was whether or not to take AP Lang because sophomore year I took regular world lit because again, I wasn't like really naturally good at English. So I just decided not to do it. But I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna like improve my writing or my reading skills any of that just by taking kind of a class that isn't challenging me as not isn't challenging me as as much challenging me as much what I'm trying to say um so I was like I'm just gonna take AP Lang and I didn't do as well in that class as I had been doing in high school but like I didn't really care because it made me like better you know um yeah and I think something that really helped was Not that the pandemic is a good thing, obviously, but because coronavirus happened, all of our AP tests were shorter, significantly shorter and online. And so I've only ever taken one like real AP test, which was MEHAP in in sophomore year. (laughs) And now that I think about it, if I had to take five full length AP tests within two weeks, that would have just been awful. So I kind of caught a break, um, you know, blessing in disguise. But yeah, it's it's really personal preference. I don't know. Some people kind of like want to, they're like excited about more homework, I guess. <laughs> but some people are like, I'm just going to take what I'm interested in. And like, that's great, you know. We then moved on to extracurriculars, where in our conversation, we highlighted what some of ours were, how we got involved with them, and about their involvement in our applications. I know freshman year, I like started joining a ton of clubs. So I was like, oh, I want to get as involved as possible. And then as the years have gone by, it's really trickled down to like one or two clubs like I've really stuck with. Um, and so like for me, that would be Haiti Club. And then also all of us, of course, New Media Lit, which we joined um, junior. Was it all of us junior year? Yeah, I don't think it's technically an extracurricular it's not. because technically it's a class not. I kind of we don't need to audition yeah. for. I, I put it on my activities list because you know I was opinions beat producer. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I did too. I I put that there too. Yeah, when I applied, I don't think we were even like we had producers or an editor in chief yet, so I didn't put it down for anything. But I did apply to the journalism school, so I wrote about it in other things. But like, yeah. Yeah, no, I wrote about it in essays too, but like that and also cross country. So I'm not very good at sports. So I kind of just stuck to one. Um, I'm not like Audrey, who's good at a lot of stuff. (laughs) I think for me, it was really just a matter of like furthering my involvement in those things, because I think it's totally fine to not have that many extracurriculars. I think there's this sort of like stigma that people or this sort of mentality that people have where it's like, you need to do as many things as possible because colleges are going to see that and they're going to be like, oh my God, they did all this stuff. Sure, that might work for you. Your brain might explode. Um, I know one person that like 
could do that and she handled it so well she's going to an amazing school this is like did all sorts of things but for me I know like my parents couldn't drive me everywhere I couldn't mentally take that so it was really like just a couple of things but I just like I got more involved in them like I took officer positions in clubs and also for new media lit I get I don't know if you consider an extracurricular but we like got actual positions we got more involved and like Sophie and I run the social media and stuff like that and also well cross country I'm not fast so I couldn't even get up to varsity (laughs) but you know what that's okay um but yes so I think it's really just a matter of showing you care about whatever you end up doing even if it's like one or two things oh and also tutoring I love tutoring little kids so I ended up doing that a lot. And like, I'm still doing it right now. I meet with a kid, he, he lives in like Pennsylvania um, every week. And like, we just tutor over Zoom and it's so, so much fun. So it's really like things that you like to do and care about for me. Yeah, and I feel like this is another one of those topics where it's kind of like there are different approaches to it. I think for extracurriculars, there's kind of what Shayla, you were talking about. You're like, oh, you don't need all of these activities. Like, it's fine if you just have a few and you kind of just like a few that you care about that you're interested in that you want to like continue. Like for me, I was kind of like the opposite, like because I, again, I'm indecisive. I didn't know like what not to do. So I like played three sports freshman and sophomore year. Then I quit two of them. I only continued one through varsity all four years. I like was in band kind of sporadically throughout high school. Um, so like, I feel like I did a lot of extracurriculars, but there was no real like theme that I know a lot of people talk about with college applications mm-hmm. is that you have like a theme with your extracurriculars and your interests, but like you're how are you supposed to figure that out? I mean, some people do, but like, how are you supposed to figure that out when you're supposed to be trying different things and finding out what you want to do in college and beyond? And so like, I kind of was panicked about that going into college applications because I was like, I mean, I have like a bunch of extracurriculars I can talk about, but they don't really relate at all. And like my, I think my Common App essay, I didn't really talk about any extracurriculars I like talked about something that wasn't on that list and just like kind of went away from that I talked about like baking pies or something and so like I think like either way you'll be okay um oh that rhymed (laughs) like if you have something if you have a few things you like really care about and that shows like that's great but if you have like a bunch of kind of randomish things that you're scared don't connect at all like that's fine just kind of like you can talk about how you have all these things that don't connect you like you can find a way like you don't need to have a theme basically yeah yes there I are agree. you'll be fine trust me <laughs> i think for me i didn't do a ton of things. I think what is stressful though is if you don't do a lot, it's kind of hard to make it clear that you care about that in like the little activities description, which also about actually applying, I didn't realize that those were supposed to be well-written. So I kind of just like typed it in quickly the first time I went through and I just never changed it, but it's fine. I got into college. Um, But (laughs) like I used to do Taekwondo 
And like I did Taekwondo, I competed. And then I also worked and I also volunteered. So those were my top three things were all Taekwondo. But then I kind of felt like I was lying when I put it onto my application because I hadn't done it since March. Because I like kind of just stopped like the pandemic happened. And I was like, I don't really want to go back. So I didn't. Mm-hmm. And like, I just kind of like stopped my involvement in that. But it still was, I think, the most important thing to me all throughout high school and all throughout most of my life since elementary school. So like, it definitely, like, it counts, but it kind of felt like it was wrong. And then I also ended up putting in a, quote, food vlog, which was my food Instagram. But I think back to, like, I hadn't had it for very long. Like, it wasn't impressive in any way, shape, or form. It still isn't impressive in any way, shape, or form. But, like, it's something that I cared about and that then related to one of my essays. And like, so did some random smaller events that I had put into my activities, but, like there were big events, but they only happened once or twice, but I still felt like they were important and showed like another facet of myself. I put those in, but yeah, I don't know. I like, I feel like you should be able to just think, oh, what do I like, what are my extracurriculars or what are my hobbies? And then the first few things that pop into your head, just kind of like think more deeply about what you've done with them. And then that's kind of what your activities were, I guess in my opinion, what I think. I don't know. Yeah, actually, I going back to what Audrey was saying about like how you can have a ton of things that don't connect. I kind of had that too, like a bunch of smaller things as well in the background, like different little programs and stuff or like random jobs. Like it's, it's not like they were just like normal high school summer jobs. Like I scooped ice cream. I was a camp counselor. They're literally like the most basic jobs you could have as a high schooler. And they were completely all over the place. And similar to Audrey, like when I was going into writing my essays and stuff, it's like, why this major? And we'll get into this a lot later in in a different episode. Um, But it's like, I didn't really have any extracurriculars that fit business. Like, because I didn't know I wanted to do business. I still don't know if I want to. That's for me to figure out in college. Um, Because there's also not many like, like clubs or extracurriculars I could do that are business related. Um, So so again, like similar to what Audrey said, you really don't need to know what you're doing and have all of your extracurriculars have that certain theme like for science or something or business, but yes. Yeah, building off of Shayla a little bit, um, like, I think this is kind of cliche advice. Like everybody's going to tell you this, but like don't try to force a theme or don't try to force something to make it look like you care about it. Like I, like, again, we'll get into this in a different segment about like college essays, but like I had a common app essay, like basically done. It just needed to be kind of, kind of cleaned up a bit. Um, but then I decided like, I don't like it. Like, this is bad. This isn't going to work. Um, and I went on this whole tangent of like trying to write this different essay. There were like many different like parts that I was trying to like fit together. And then like a week before my first deadline, um, I was like talking about it with my mom and uh, one of our neighbors who kind of worked with college counseling a little bit. And she was like, she read my first essay again. She was like, this is good. Like I can hear you in this essay. And so like I was trying to force something. And in the end, I just went back to the thing that like I had worked on in the first place that I thought was kind of good. Um, And it ended up, you know, work. I mean, 
not that the essay is the only part of it, like, not that it works or it doesn't work, but you know, I'm happy where I ended up and yeah. Yeah, I kind of actually had the same experience with all of, not all of my, but like my two biggest essays. I like started writing something and I was like, no, this sucks. And then I would like write a different thing and I would try so hard. And I was like, maybe I should just go back to that other one. And it like ended up working really well. And my two big essays also actually related to some of the things that were on my activities list, which I didn't try to do. It's just that those were some of the things that, and like, it wasn't a direct connection. It's not like, this is why this sport helped me. Like it was, <laughs> yeah, like it, it was just kind of about the same location or like some people, but it was still related to it. I don't know. So I feel like for me that helped because it gave my like activities meaning in a way, I guess. And finally, we talked about letters of recommendation, including the timeline and our experience with asking for them, which hopefully will ease your worries a little bit as this part of the process should not stress you out as much as it did us. So I had a kind of a, a weird process with act, like with asking for recommendation letters. So my timeline was I started asking my teachers in like March to May of junior year, kind of range. Some teachers brought it up in class or like, uh, and some like you had to go and ask them. I think it depends teacher to teacher, but it never hurts to ask. I will say that. So I asked my my math teacher. And then I also asked my push teacher. So my math teacher gets back to me um, initially and it's all, it's working out really great. And then I like send over my stuff. I also asked my push teacher, that one was confirmed. And like, I just had to send a quick letter with like some information about me, which you typically will have to do. They'll ask you to send like, what schools you're applying to, some of the things you've done, like a favorite memory from their class or something like that. Um, I had to do that for one of them. But then over the summer, I wasn't getting any responses from my math teacher. So I started freaking out. I was like, oh God, like, do I not have my second letter of rec? Um, and I didn't want to ask my, my science teacher just in case as a backup because he already had as like his limit for the number that he could take. So I decided to ask Mr. Barker um, and it worked out for like the best because he knows me a lot more personally. So I think it made for a much better letter. But then at the beginning of the school year after I like slightly passive aggressively like kept emailing my math teacher because she wasn't responding um she finally got back to me and said I can write your letter so then I ended up having three and I didn't know what to do I was like do I have to tell one of them that I can't use the letter but I felt bad because uh, they probably already wrote the letter so I ended up like having all three of those letters and I just chose which schools I wanted to send them to because on Naviance you can like click which two teachers you want to send and also some of them only have like only take one or something like that so I think I kind of went by like who I thought would write a more personal letter so I, I sent Mr. Barker to like more of my top schools um but yes yeah, so that's my weird story with my letters of rec I was like way too stressed over this and the fact that I had three letters of rec I don't know why I was like freaking out like oh my god what am I gonna do but I it ended up working out very well
Yeah, I had a pretty normal letter of recommendation kind of process, I think, with like a small hiccup, which I'll get into. But yeah, I'd say definitely start asking teachers who you want to write you a letter of rec um, in the spring of your junior year. Um, some teachers won't like let you ask till like the second like I know Mr. Stewart who is my APESH teacher like this he said nobody can ask me for letter of recs until the second that the last day of school ends um and so like then people like go rushing to his room or something I didn't get his letter of recommendation but um so yeah I asked my AP Lang teacher um who I mentioned this in the little AP section of our conversation but like that class I like hadn't done as well as I would have liked but it actually like made for a great recommendation because like I had been improving like I had so much room to improve in that class that like it kind of showed more character I guess um not that like that's necessarily something you need to take into consideration but like it just worked out that way for me so I asked my English teacher and then I also asked Mr. Barker um, so I didn't actually have a STEM recommendation, which I think was fine. I mean, I, like, I applied as kind of like a film media major type, um, but I was still pretty, like, undecided, but kind of more on the humanities side, and so STEM wasn't, like, a, as necessary as, like, the humanities ones, but, like, you know, sometimes you want to be more well-rounded. I don't really think it matters because honestly, STEM teachers are usually like not as close with their students than like with as humanity teachers and like electives just because I think that's just how the classes work out. Um, but yeah, so I got them um, junior of the spring of junior year. Um, and then flash forward to senior year in the fall I'm applying to some schools when I realize they say they want like two um, teachers from like the core subjects which are English math history science language I think um, and Mr. Barker who is technically an English teacher I only had him for new media lit though which is an elective so I was kind of like concerned I emailed one of my science teachers from junior year. I was like, I know this is really late, but like, could you write me a quick letter of recommendation? Um, but he like couldn't, which is understandable. It was my fault for like being so late. But then I realized like, honestly, I know they like asked for it, but I'm just gonna give them what I have because they're gonna be better letter of recommendations anyway, because I know these teachers better, they know me better. Um, so, I don't think you should stress too much about who, like who the teacher, like what subject the teacher is teaching as long as like they know you. No, literally don't be like me. I was, I completely agree because some, some of my schools like got both my humanity teacher ones and it, I ended up just fine. So like Audrey said, it really doesn't matter. But what was your experience, Sophia? I kind of had the opposite experience of you, but also very similar because I asked my math teacher just because he really liked me, which I think is also a good thing for your letter of rec. Like if the teacher also likes you back. Um, and I talked a lot in his class and I feel like I was very much myself as a student in his classroom. Um, 
So I asked him back in like, I want to say May of 2020. And then it was like August and I emailed him and I was like, oh, is there anything that I need to do? And he said, no. I was like, oh, okay. So I like, like asked on Naviance for him to like be my letter of rec person or whatever. I don't really know how it works. Um, but then it was September and I wanted to submit my application to my school and I didn't require one. So I just kind of submitted it. And then when he emailed me like a month later with a thing for me to fill out, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I actually like had to turn it in already. Like, like I'm so sorry, I don't need it anymore. And he was fine with that. I mean, because it's less work for him to do, but I felt Wait, really but bad. But he, like, sent it so late for you to but fill also, out. if most deadlines aren't, if the deadline wasn't until November 15th, and I felt bad being like, oh, I'm trying to turn it in this week. Like, I don't know, because I didn't want to rush him, especially with online learning and everything. Yeah, it makes sense. But you'd think the teacher would also be a little on top of it as well. I think... But I mean, it seems to have worked out for you. Anyway. Yeah, because it definitely depends on the school. Like yeah. there wasn't an app or there wasn't a, oh my God, what is the word? Recommendation required. And it kind of said like only submit one if it'll really like show a part of you that's not in the application already. And I was like, I don't really know how much he could say that would get me in or yeah. not get me into the school. So I just submitted it. Thank you for tuning in to our first part of our college application series with Shayla, Audrey, and Sophia. Goodbye. Bye.